discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatin as Christ is magnified in you. The presence of God is everything you need. It's your habitat. It's where you will be you. It's not your friend. It's not a relationship. The only place you can be you is God's presence. Liberty. Mm. Fullness of joy. Radiance to Jesus Christ. Radiance to Jesus Christ. And that's actually what God wants. All He's seeking for. The prophet said that, <laughs> I think Habakkuk chapter two, 3, verse 2. Habakkuk 3, verse 2. Uh-huh. In the midst of the years, make known thy mercy. Uh-huh. Verse 3, God came mm-hmm. from Teman, the Holy One from Mantar. All right. Now, when he was talking this way, he was communicating God's full manifestation upon the face of the earth. And that actually is the solution to all problems. Please, can I repeat it? The solution to all problems is the presence of God. The solution. Psalm 114 says, When Israel came out of Egypt, and Jacob came from a people of a strange language. He said Judah was a sanctuary. And Israel, his dominion. He said, the sea saw it and fell. And the Jordan was driven back. And the Bible says, the mountains, they skip like rocks. And the little hills like lambs. Then he asked in verse 5, what hail thee, O sea, that thou fleddest? Thou Jordan, that thou was driven back. Thou mountains that thou skip like lamb, rams, and little hills like lambs, seven tremble thou at OF, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, which turned the rock into a standing water and the flint into a fountain of water. Now, the rock is supposed to be opposition, the flint is supposed to be impediment, but the presence turns it into opportunity. Israel did not do anything. The presence led them. And the mountains fled. The Jordan drew back. And they were just walking. Can I tell you something? Ephesians 6.10 Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He didn't say be strong outside the Lord. In the Lord means that you are wearing the mantle, you are wearing the weapon, you are wearing the armor in God. So when you show up to fight, Adam didn't show up. God showed up. Because that's God's dress. Yeah. So I just wore God's dress. So it's the same effect that Jehoshaphat wore Ahab's mantle and armor. So that they thought Jehoshaphat 
to be Ahab and they were about to spear him. Then they realized, oh, that's not Ahab. So it means that anytime you wear the king's armor, they think you are the king. So he gave you the whole armor of God. So when you dress for battle, when Satan shows up, he thinks it's God standing there. Oh. Oh, I, I wish you were getting the things I'm trying to bring across. The presence of the Lord. The presence of God. The presence of the Lord. Jesus stands in the boat. All the fishes come to him. He tells Peter, go to the sea. And the fish has enough money for he and Peter at the same time. Everywhere he went, good followed him. The man was rich. Do you know how many years it took the major to visit him? Let me tell you here. It was the shepherds that saw him in the manger. The wise men saw him as a boy. After the wise men go, it's wrong though. It's wrong on a lot of levels. From the scripture. Matthew chapter 2 said, and the wise men came to see the boy, the young child, with his mother. So Jesus was standing by the mother. But it was the wise, the, the shepherds who came to watch him in the manger. So when they asked the wise men, when did you see his star? He said, about two years ago. It means they saw him, that Christ was born two years ago. That was when the shepherds saw him. But it took them two years to come and see the man. So by the time they got to Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Jesus was two years. So it, was awful. it took them two years to prepare. So the gold was two years gold. Two years frankincense. Two years men. That's what Jesus said. He didn't have finance officer. He had treasure. Why Jesus said, Hear this, oh, hear this, hear this, hear this. <laughs> when you go to Jerusalem today, there's a place called Apollo, just for Jesus. Oh, I'm gonna preach. <laughs> I want to check the word carpenter in the Greek, the word means technology, technologist. So Jacob was not wooden capital, he was a technologist. <laughs> ah, for a man's dress to be gambled over the people who felt themselves as the, the people of the day. It's like somebody came from America to come and fight over your dress. That's a serious matter. I want to check this. The master have need of this. It's not a miracle. He owned it. That building complex was for Jesus. Don't even go far. Do you know it's the same location called the treasure floor of Arona? Where David purchased and said, I cannot purchase anything that will cost me. And David is a great great grandfather. They want to give him donkey. What would have made me realize that it was a higher or it was a spiritual sacrifice or something? They would have given him one. But they gave him the donkey and the child. He means it was supposed to be the time the master needs his donkey, but they gave him to us the child. So I don't know whether the time he was living, the child was not born. So he said, I had it for him. How many donkeys does Jesus need to ride? Peter won't ride on a small one. Jesus is riding on one. But he said, they gave him the ass and the ass coat, the, the mother and the child. They brought it to Jesus. So Jesus is his property. That's why he didn't say, when you go there, beg. He said, you will see a man. It means you will know one of my servants. He is the one in charge. Tell him I need a man. He gave me a specific person. That man, he will give you the direction. He owns my house. 
Let's not go far. Let me even come here. No, I want to show you something about the place of Botswana. It will change a whole lot of things about your religious spirit. Can I tell you something? Religion is man's attempt to reach God. Christianity is God's full, completed pathway to man. So anytime you are trying to meet God, you are in religion. A religious spirit is eating you up. You are trying your best to know God. It's religion. He can't be known. God is not a subject that can be mastered. That's why today, anytime you pray, Jesus is the way. He has been the way since you got saved. He will be the way of every worship, every prayer time. If Jesus is not the way, you are in religion. I'll end with practicing the presence. So it will help you. A whole lot of things will change. This weekend is your best weekend ever. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. It's your best. Your best. Your best. Your best. Jesus, when he died, had a man come of Arithmetia called what? Joseph. Now, the Jewish culture, they don't give you a body because you are a friend. What he told Pilate was defensive mechanism. That I'm a follower of him. But that's Jesus' uncle. In fact, according to the time of his death, that was the family head of Jesus' family. The bishop. Imagine that you are doing ministry and your bishop is the richest man in Israel. No, go and read that, but it's rich people who slept in tombs. Rich people had tombs. Because it's family inheritance. And you have to speak in it if you are part of the family. The day I saw it, I was shocked. I read my tale of Jesus' anchor. It is religion that makes you say Jesus is poor. He, no. he said, Know ye not the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? No, ye were rich. He's not heavily rich. Now, how do you heal somebody and give him new dress, new wardrobe, and you walk away? How do they rob you of your silver constantly and it does not affect you? Feeding the poor everywhere. He asked the guys, How much money do we have? Oh, 200 but it's not enough to feed these people. Ah, and Bible said, Jesus was not even asking because of the presence or the absence of money. He, he knew what to do. That's why I like what David said. He said, Oh Lord, early will I seek thee. Unfortunately, today a lot of you are seeking early his blessing. But David said, Early will I seek thee. In a dry Psalm 63, that's what. In a dry, he said, when he prayed in the plains and the desert of Judea, he prayed a prayer and said, Oh Lord, Psalm 63. Early will I seek thee, O My soul tested for thee, my flesh longer. He said, In a dry and testy land where there is no water, to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. This is David praying. Verse 3 says, What? Because thy loving kindness is better than life, and my lips shall praise thee. David is praying in a field. Because he's come to understand the presence. 
You know, Saul ruled Israel without the ark. So for 40 years, people were rejected, indebted, and dejected. This, this because the presence of God was not there. And David went into a cave, and everyone came towards him. So without doing campaign, the man who was pursuing presence was a magnet. Everybody was a Listen, if you want to attract people, you want to make sure that people like you and want to follow you, follow God. Song said, draw me and we shall come. One person is drawn, many follow a drawn man. We follow Bishop because he is drawn. Draw me, one person, but we shall come. So when one man is drawn, others go. He said, draw me. Uh-huh. No, no, go to verse 3. Ah, this will be nice. Yes, yes. Verse 2, sorry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, I think it's verse 4. Draw me, we shall run after thee. So one person is told to drop to be drawn, but many fool after the man who has been drawn. Why? Presence of God. So the presence of God eh, is actually the center of gravity for the universe. But the point I want to tell you also is this: it is rare. It is rare. God's presence is not everywhere, though He is everywhere. God's it's like you go to a, a program. You walk in the crowd, but you don't make your presence felt. That's the difference. So God is everywhere, but it's not everywhere he makes his presence felt. Two different things. Are you of me? Please, are you here? Don't let's get into prophecy and you get alive. You're alive now. <laughs> it's part of the service. You're alive now. You need instruction. Uh, because the last time I came here was the last year, is it? So if you don't take it, it's almost a year now. If you don't take it, it's only one year you hear my voice. So allow me. Can I, can I feel free? Don't worry. We are flowing. Now the point I'm trying to put across is this. Draw me and we shall come running after thee. It's because of this. When David came to God, Saul did not care. But Psalm 122 said, we have heard of it. We have heard of it in the fields, in the forest. And he was talking of the Ark of the Covenant because the, 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 the Philistines in First Samuel chapter 1 saw that Israel was winning their battles because anytime they were going to fight, the Ark of the Presence leads them. So they seized the Ark and took it to their kingdom and placed it under <laughs> Dagon. Now in the morning when they came, Dagon had bowed. Then they erected Dagon back again. And God said, okay, they don't understand how to when they came this time, Dagon had been shattered to pieces. So they carried the ark and they realized that this thing is a dangerous thing. So they had a certain mechanism. They used machines to lift the ark, put it on the back of the cart where the oxen was leading it. Because they didn't want to, if it has killed and destroyed their, their god, is it they who touch it? So they lifted, put it like some, then they just, they just went. And down it somewhere in the forest. And when Saul became, but this happened in the time of Samuel, the, the, the priest. And that's why the Bible says, the Ichabod, the glory has departed. They named somebody after that. Ichabod, the glory has departed. The same thing happened. The moment Saul became king, Saul didn't care. Because it's chapter 5. Saul became king, chapter 10. He never went for the ark. So it means for 40 years as a king, they never gave a sacrifice. No prayer. So it means all they were doing, like I started by telling you, cosmetic. But where were the sacrifices going to? He is reserving the fat calf for what? 
what? Boy, they kill the animal. Well, the blood is killed. So everything he's doing is a show. It's a cover-up. It's not his heart. As soon as David was coming in Psalm 132, I will give my eyes no sleep. He's not yet on the throne. I said, I have heard of it. Why? The act was 40 years. David was 17 when he was talking like this. So he has never seen the ark of God before. Why? Because of Saul. He said, we have heard of the ark, but we have, have never seen it before. That's what the day they were bringing me. David danced like a baby. Yeah. And his dress came off and he didn't care because that God's presence has entered Israel again. That's what this man God is speaking for. Men who are interested in presence rather than present. Are interested in God rather than God's blessings. He said, but I will not give my eyes sleep. And David began to gather money so that he will build the tabernacle and the temple for God. And according to the Illinois Society of this thing, it says over $132 billion worth of building materials. $132 billion. He was just gathering wood, gold, what? He laid it up ready to build. Nothing was too expensive for David when he came to God. And God said, that's a man after my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, if it is practicing his presence that makes him, and in fact, the, the Hebrew for a man after my heart means that this is a lover of my soul. Period. That's what Enoch chanced on. It was so sweet that God said, I don't want you on earth. Enter. So one morning Enoch stood up, was walking. He entered the bush. He was in glory. He never came back. Oh, yes. And according to some of the ancient rabbinic documents, it was not once. Enoch would show up. In fact, the shocking part was that Enoch entered heaven. Like Elijah did. A chariot came for him. And it was not once. A child to come. For three months, don't see Enoch. And one day, Enoch will show up again. Heavily booted. God Uber services. Fiery horses. They came for Enoch. Sit in heaven, talk to God. Different. No. When I saw this key, I saw something. I'm going to show you some of the things the presence will do, then I'll show you how to access it. When I saw this kid, then the Lord told me something. He said, if you notice that in Matthew 25, there will be ten virgins. Five were wise, five were foolish. They all slept. They all rose up. That means that this has nothing to do with rapture. Some people are left behind. All of them slept. The Bible didn't say the wise rose and the foolish kept sleeping. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Next, next, verse four. Uh-huh, next, 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 next. Let's go to the parts. Uh-huh, they all, they all, they all. Not some, not the wise, not the foolish. So the foolish were not the ones who slept. All of them slept, both wise and fool. So it means their wisdom and their foolery was not based on their sleeping. They all had the same experience, death, in psychology. Next, verse 6. And at midnight, there was what? A cry. And behold, so he said, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Verse 7. Let's read together. So the wise didn't rise and the foolish were still sleeping. Please, when you're reading the Bible, take your time. All of them rose. So it means it's beyond their sleeping and rising. It's beyond their rapturing and their death. When they stood up, he said, the wise uh-huh, and trimmed their lamps. Next, verse 7, verse 8. The foolish said to the wise, give us of your oil. For our lambs are gone out. What is he talking about here? 
don't even want to go into this part. I want to stay at the beginning part. These virgins were connected to the bedroom. And in the Jewish culture, when you are going to marry and they are come to steal it, you know that the bride of the Jew is stolen. Now, when they steal it, they do it in the night, like a thief in the night. Jesus used that phrase. So they steal the bride like a thief in the night. And in those days, they didn't have street light. So they had a certain group of maidens who were actually the ones that carried torches. Because if it was other men, it great alarm. So it was women who come with torches and come and escort the bride to her bridegroom. And when they get there, because they brought the light, they guide the way to the ceremony. By the time they get to the ceremony, their light is also used as lighting for the feast. Now the foolish one, their, their light went off. And that the thing is not that God is being partial. Your light that has gone off is not functioning. But the shocking thing is, listen to what I said, it's in connection to the bridegroom. That means that this fire is talking about it's a fire that is intended towards your intimacy with God. In heaven, the flames of our intimacy will determine our levels. It's not the flames of your power. It's not the flames of your miracles. Because there were some that said, Lord, we casted out devils in your name. We healed the sick. God said, get thee. But no one who ever loved God was told to get thee behind you. And the flame of your passion of intimacy with the Lord is intact. God can never refuse you. For you are his lover. You are the lover of his son. How do I know this? David did all manner of sins. But because he loved God, God still pardoned him. And he didn't need his pardon of David to show mercies. Psalm 23, verse 1. What the presence will do for you. Read. Hold it there. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall know what? Simple. Simply put. He leadeth me. It means that the active ingredient of being led is that he's your shepherd. He restoreth my soul. The only way my soul can be restored is when the Lord is my shepherd. Is I here? Are you sure? Are you here? means is that if the Lord is the shepherd I shall know what means that everything about God is what I desire he knows where my food is he knows where my water is because there's still waters I will be taking there the green pastures I will rest there but the moment I'm following the Lord and something else becomes my want everything from verse 2 cannot happen because if the Lord is not my shepherd and I don't want only the Lord and I want a car, whilst he's leading me to green pastures, I'll be here looking for something else. Whilst he's leading me beside still waters, I'm looking for boisterous waters by the rivers of Babylon. 
and by Babylon. Because God's waters are not enough for me. I want other waters. I want Babylon's waters. Babylon's waters will make you cry. And the rivers of God will make you glad. So there are different kinds of rivers. <laughs> the presence of the Lord will give you sustenance and guidance. Sustenance and guidance. Number one. Number two, the presence of the Lord will bring you to a place of divine security and protection. Divine security and protection. Isaiah chapter 4, the verse 5 and 6 says, He will establish his glory upon all uh, assemblies, and the glory shall be a defense. The glory of God shall be a defense. Verse 6 says, It shall shall prevent or stay you as a tabernacle by the day from the heat, and a place of refuge and a covert from the storm and the rain. Number in the same scripture, John chapter Job chapter 28, the verse number 7. Job 27. Job 27. See what he says. There is a path where no foul, but which vultures I next nor the fierce lion pass by. Now these are the rankings of demonic powers. Remember in Matthew 13, he says the evil bears. Rested under the master tree, we have now become a mighty tree. The word foul there speaks of evil spirits. He said there's a place eh, no evil spirit knows. Next. <laughs> and no, the word vulture there, demons. The demons cannot track you down. Next. The lion swaps actually speaks of lion caps or offsprings of lions. And this speaks of fallen angels. The fallen angels have never passed that place before. The Bible calls this man the fierce lion. Remember, this lion is described in 1 Peter 5 8 as an angry lion. It's the same term. So, the fierce lion is the angry lion. Where the angry lion, the angry roaring lion, this lion in Job chapter 28, verse 8, he says, This fierce lion has not passed there. It means there's a location in the spirit called the presence of God. Satan's GPS tracker cannot find you there. Oh, brothers and sisters. I, I wish I don't inundate you with scriptures. But in Matthew chapter 2, Satan was in Herod, about to kill Jesus. When the star appeared in the east, I was wondering why Herod had to ask wise men. The demon should have seen it. I thought they read stars, but there was a star that appeared in the east. And I thought they are all knowing. Then they should have found the very house Jesus was in. But they had to kill every child in the city. It means they didn't know where Jesus was. Ah! He entered the garden. As God said, if you eat this tree, they had to now inform him my conversation. God said, if you don't eat that tree, he said, if you eat the trees, then it was evil said, that one. Before Lucifer knew which tree God had told him. And meanwhile, in Genesis chapter 2, God spoke, thou shalt not eat the tree which is in the garden. It means when God was talking, Satan was not hearing I announce to you, when you enter the presence of God, that's why it's very dangerous to pray outside presence. You come and you do religious prayer, you are trying to provoke. Demons are hearing everything you're saying. But there's a way when you enter the secret place, you are en- you've entered cove. Look! Oh, thank God. Thank God. Hmm. It's like you have entered a transparent, translucent, you've entered a certain dimension. 
when you enter, the devil can see you. He can see blasters, lightnings. He can see angels ascending and descending. But he can't hear what they are saying. So when I enter the spirit and I kneel down, Satan can hear. You can hear my voice. And you too, because you can hear with your ears, you are not giving interpretation. I give interpretation because you can hear my English. Father, break me. Father, take me to depths of depth. You heard English. You didn't hear me. Because you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You can't even interpret what that word I was saying meant. So you are hearing English alright, but you can't denote and decode the depth of what I really said. So this and then you can speak in normal dialect. But Satan didn't get what you said. Presence of God. When I saw this, eh, I realized that, ah, so the moment they are tracking you on radar, you are straight. You are no longer in the presence of God. You have become exposed. You are outside God. You are doing your own thing. The chick that is outside the mother's fathers is the one the hawk comes from. Look, when you get to this place, everything changes. The narrative is different. That's why I'm very passionate about it, and I want to do. I wish you don't. You see, sometimes there's something called cognitive dissonance. When you are teaching something, somebody has a preconceived revelation about the subject, so they are not receiving what is going to deliver them. So in their mind, oh, I know it like this, I know it like that. So the new one that will help you, you are there. You are there. Like what he said in Psalm 91, he that dwell in the city of the human side shall abide in the shadow of his mighty. He said, We shall not be afraid of the arrow that flies by day, nor the what? What? The moon by night, nor the noise and pestilence that wasted at noon time. Next one, he says, What? Now, verse 4, he says, What? He says, What? Nor the pestilence that walked in darkness for the disciples that wasted at noonday. Verse 7, he said, A thousand shall fall. Look at all he said. Ten thousand at the right side, but with the eye shall you see. Verse 8, with the eye shall you see the reward of the wicked. Why? Verse 9, because. So don't go Psalm 91 when you are not practicing presence. No, look what he says. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is thy God, thy refuge, your habitation. If God is not the place where you dwell, you sleep in God, you wake up in God, you go to lectures in God, you talk to God every 24-7, all the things you are saying, you'll be the arrow will touch you. Now don't get it wrong. Let put it this way. This auditorium is open, right? You can come to the premise. You can walk around the compound. It takes the determination to enter the room to engage cover. So, and even when we enter the room, there's something called earthquake or bomb. When it happens, we go under tables. That means I can be in God, but I am not sunk in God. I must sink to the bottom of God. So when you are looking for the depth of God, the way there is the depth of Satan, you will find Adam there. It's one thing to swim on top of the river. It's another thing to dive and sit at the bottom of the lake. That place, no one will see you. You know when they see the water, they think it's only water. That is the realm where you are born in God. It's not the one you are swimming in the water and people can see you, but they know you are in God. I'm talking of the one, when they see you, they can't see you. The only way they will see you is to enter God and go deep dive before they find that you are sunk in God. You are drowned in God. You are sunk inside God. At that realm, that's what I'm talking about. That's the realm when Satan flies and comes. They came to eat your flesh in the night. But they will stand going for a while. Because when they came, you were not swimming so they can touch you. You were sunk. So all they saw was water. As the deer panted after the water blows, so my soul. When 
when the deer has run away from the lion, panting and sweating, the lion is picking pheromones and picking all the scent of the deer. When he gets to the water, it's confused. Why? He's not seeing the deer swim. He's seeing the deer has held the breath. So the water is still, but the deer is inside. So you can smell only water. Why are wizards fighting you? Presence. You strayed. You are tired of God, though. But you have, you have, that's why the will of God is serious. For example, like we are here right now. We went for a program in Tatar. And I think I was ministering. Papa, I told you my story. I went to preach somewhere. And the pastor of the ministry went to preach. He said, The doctor has come. Please come to the conference Saturday. The pastor said, Make sure you are there. He said, oh, okay. He said, why you are in Cape Coast? He said, okay, try and come to Takradi now. He said, okay, I see. She didn't mind. That night, she went on a date with her boyfriend. So she didn't go home. She didn't end up in the house. The next thing the pastor heard about it, Monday, it came in the news. Young girl butchered in Cape Coast. Apparently, her boyfriend had connived with certain people. How can a father surrender his daughter for rituals? If a father can give his blood daughter to you, it's not your friend you call friend. That's taking you places. So the person is a Christian, but she was at the wrong meeting at the wrong time. This is how serious the thing is. Some of you, your greatest problem is location. Why you should have been in church you were sleeping? Can I tell you how David sinned? Read the story of David. Remember, Peshiba, he woke up in the evening. He slept the whole day. So the time kings go for war, he didn't go. Number two, also, the Bible says, David woke up in the, we wake up in the morning. He's the one who says, seven times in the morning will I praise you. But this time around, he slept the whole day and woke up in the night. That is where his problem came from. David slept the entire day. Look at that. And it came to pass in the evening time when David rose from his bed. That's why some sleep, when you start sleeping beyond 10 o'clock, you know it's demonic. No, no, I'm serious. Oh, I don't know if you get what I'm talking about. It's 10, it's 11, it's 12, you are still sleeping. Chances are, no, something is working. If you don't wake up. Look at the thoughts. Come on, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yes. Some of you, the whole day you are somewhere, so you just be in bed the whole day. Check it. When you get out of bed, that is the day you do strange things you have stopped for a while. Evening time. Evening time. To the point where that, when you woke up in the evening, look at the question he asks. Who's, whose wife is that? Your own general. You, he's, he's, he's your neighbor. But you are asking all of a sudden, who is that? Or something has happened to you. Something has taken over. He can't be recognized that it's his soldier's wife. So which woman is that? I see he's never seen her before. Uriah didn't become a general that last night. They've been fighting together for so he knows he knows Uriah and his children. But he said today, who is that woman? Because he has slept the whole day. That's why some sleeper there. Look, I told you when I was in um, SHS, I went to church one day. I was dozing Sunday. When I came on, the Holy Ghost was angry. And I said, Lord, why? He said, Eden. You cannot pray when you've not heard the word. Neither can you fast when you've not heard the word. The energy of your capacity to live well is the word. He said, then he gave me 
act as an exercise. Oh, the Lord opened my eyes. He said, have you noticed when it is dancing, people dance? When it's testimony, people are awake. It's, and no matter how boring the testimony is, people are awake. Only when it starts preaching, people start feeling some strange wind. And the Lord said to me, says that, this is where Satan steals. Look, the word is what creates. So it means anytime the creative word is coming and you are dozing, creation has been suspended. You are dozing. No, what? no, that's why I laugh more. Paul preacher, people are saying, you want to wake him, the guy died, woke him, he said, let's go. It is not a service, it is I'll finish my message. <laughs> oh, you like that, I'll finish it. <laughs> I know what this will do for Israel. I know what to do for the church. So one of the disciplines as a pastor you should have is that you are preaching and people are looking tired, you don't care. No, 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 no. Have to anybody. Have to be alert. Listen, listen. <laughs> By reason of use, both gift and experience in Christ, I've been a Christian for twenty-five years. By the By reason of that, I can tell you, I don't need to speak in tongues to sense a demon is working in your life. As soon as I see your countenance, I know what space is awake. You know why? I carry presence. When I show up and you're uncomfortable, something's off. Like you don't want to look at my face as a way may be. You are hiding something. <laughs> something's off. Pastors, I'm giving you a key. Increase presence. There are some things you don't need to talk. When you see the person, you know it's off. The light is off. After seven, they're always swerving. Something's off. They've done something. As soon as I finish, somebody usually person, oh daddy, thank you. They are, when they've done nothing, they are open. When they've done something, I said, I couldn't wait till the end. I had to. It's a lie. Something's off. Something's off. So the presence of God will deliver you because you have made Him your habitation. You have made the Lord your habitation. You have made the Lord your habitation. Genesis chapter two verse three. The presence of the Lord brings rest. 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 Rest is seizing from stress. Rest is seizing from stress. Rest is not trying, it's trusting. Rest. Rest is anything you do, God said. When a person is in rest and you ask him, why are you learning at this time? Oh, I felt led to. You come to church early. Oh, the Holy Ghost told me to. Why did you date this guy? Well, when I saw him, I liked him and I took it into prayer, consulted pastor. We prayed about three months before I agreed. No, that is rest. Ah, no, no, I don't understand. You want to, the only person I dated is the one I married. Yes. We are veteran. Dated four people, seven, twenty. 20 years, you have dated 20 people. Hey. You even dated people two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. You just dated two weeks. But after 14 days, I'm calling it. I'm over. I'm done. I can't be with you again. Yeah. You are not in rest. You are not in rest. You are not in rest. When you enter rest, look at this. Oh, God. He, man entered, God rested on the day and, he, and, and from that day onwards Adam and God were doing their thing together so God would form the animal and bring it to Adam and see what I thought it was exercise 
In other words, also, at this level of rest, you and God become co-creators. Because a, a thing is not fully created when it's not been named. Do you understand the meaning of name? The word name, Shem, the word, is the word Shem, Hashem. The word name means that to give character, nature, and function. So for Adam to call a lion a lion, it means because of Adam, a lion roared. It is in the name lion. That's why, the, that's why lions roar. They don't bark. So it is in the name that gave the creature function, purpose, and, and character. So Adam completed God's creation by joining God in rest. That's why that frequency, everything you do, you can trace it to God. This is where, ah, can I say this? God is not trying, you are not trying to see God. God has become culture. When you culture God in microbiology, you put God in an agar medium. Uh-huh. And you streak it. And you can get stuffy or you can get strepto. Whatever you get, the design by it, you can tell whether it's contaminated or it's pure good. What I'm trying to bring your mind to is this. In the same way in the spirit, what God intends and wants from us is that we will culture him. When we come to a place where we have lived God to a place where our practices has become foundation by which another generation begins to live out God. It means that the way when the person is born, they are wired to look for a fool is the way when we culture God, a man will be born again, or a man will be born biologically. And even as a child, they are looking for the Holy Ghost. Because they understand that if a fool is to the modern culture, then the Holy Ghost is to the spiritual culture. At that time, we have cultured God. When they ask you any question, God is the center. Why did you choose that job? I was sent here. Nothing about money. God. Why do you pray? God. Why do you love God? Why do you love God? And you can defend God like you have done those your earthly sins and vices. God is the way when you were in the world, you used to be very sharp against anybody who fought your pattern of life. You lost it when you came to Christ. Keep it. Be sharp and tell them so they will understand their foolery that you have the better deed, not them. When you enter God, you rest. And you cease from your own words. You don't wake up in the morning trying. When you wake up in the morning, this is how you are. Constantly you will hear songs in the spirit. Many times when I wake up in the morning, I hear, Hello, Baisandea. So at any given time, sir, we sang the song that the Holy Ghost gave us by myself and Mr. Mo. It is easy, not because we are. No, why does not try that? The singers try. Mm. Kuma mama, kuma mama. Mm. The life of God, the life of mm. mm. The way of God. No, don't try. Just tap. As if it's, it's out. Why? Because you see, it's, it's practice. So, you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is, Thank you, Jesus. My father is so proud there. Every time I wake up in the morning, I go like, Lord, how is the world? What's going on in the world today? What's, what's happening? What, what do you want me to do to assist the work of your work today? What can I do to make your bedding light? Who has known the mind of God that he may direct him? So as I begin to listen to the Lord, Lord, we fool that he's still like that. And the Lord will come. I, listen, you begin to practice his presence to a point where God stops speaking dialect you understand. This happened to me about 10 years ago, sir. I began to do I said, Lord, you know, then I said, Then the Lord started. Ah, Shikim Avuri Aziz. 
So he speaks tongues, I speak tongues. And I understand what he means. And I got to a point that I'll be walking and somebody will be praying in tongues. The Lord said, This is an ancient dialect in Egypt. You know, yeah, I'm telling you. Recently, I happened to one of the prophet's friends of mine, went to his meeting with Dr. John. And six, seven months. As he was speaking tongues, he ran so bad, but the Lord took me to Igbo, Nigeria. And I saw a people by riverside. So when we finished, I said, This is what also happened. These are clearly the language of the people. And they were commanding that water will show forth. And I saw, and, and after I described everything, he said, Man of God, this is actually a mission agenda. We want to go to those areas. And where, yes, I'm telling how does that happen? It's not because I'm a prophet or a spiritual person or more spiritual than you. The thing is that some of you pray more than some of us. But the difference is that you don't know to. <laughs> It's religious to you. It's mechanical. I'm not saying that gagagaga is not powerful. But look, learn to learn to be a lover. Let no. Will you come to the place where you'll be sitting behind TV and the Holy Ghost will say, Adam, rise up, go to the bedroom now. And you get to the bedroom like, hey, why should not Lord, what's up? And God says, Ah, I just wanted your attention. Like, is that all? Okay. But what can I do? Sit down. Play some heavenly music. Let's talk. I said, Allah, what's going on? The new one you told me one time. He said, You are so lost in the movie. If I come to say anything spiritual to you, you will take it for granted. So, what it means is this when you start practicing presence, every entertainment is to sharpen your sensitivity, not to deflate it. So, any movie you watch that makes you more carnal than spiritual, avoid it. Anything you watch, recently, I think Joshua Samuel was saying something, he was watching Lord of the Rings. And somebody made a statement. That I know I can't carry the ring. He was telling Sam that I can carry you. He said that was the book that made him love the Lord. Of course, Lord R.R. Tolkien's movie is a spiritual book. Lord of the Rings is a Christian book. Together with Chronicles of Narnia. Those are films you should watch. Not multiverse and this nonsense thing that is. Every Dracula film you like. Are you an ex witch or something? You do used to drink blood and you have missed it. You like no I'm serious. What I'm trying to say is this, ladies and gentlemen, entertainment is not a sin. But make sure entertainment, as E.M. Bounce would say, should be as wetting to a cutlass. So you know what wetting to a cutlass is? The one who comes to mow your lawn, cutting, when he's bleeding, it gets to a point after much cutting, the cutlass becomes blunt. So he takes a sharpening stone, pours water, and begins to sharpen. That's what we call wetting. So he's saying that spiritually also, you are really doing God's work, fellowshiping with God, delivering people, praying, working the purposes of God. Entertainment should be that break you came off and put your spiritual sword on the sharpening stone and you were rubbing it and pouring water. That's what entertainment should be to you. Entertainment shouldn't make your cutlass or your sword blunter. It should make you sharper. It means if I pause and I go, ah, the Lord said, pause, go and spend time with Pastor Kobe and just chat. That conversation should yield with lifting of my spirit. When I get back home, I can pray stronger. But I'll come and visit somebody and I'll end up going back into hell. And by the time I come back on that, fire has burnt me everywhere. No, I will not wait. I'm te- Look, I was young, now I'm grown. I don't waste time on people who are destiny killers. I don't care how good you are. I'm not the savior. I'll tell you the spiritual reality. In the spiritual reality of John 7, you must drink first before it becomes religious. 
Do you know what I said? He said, he that believeth, he must drink. Let him come and drink. Then out of his belly. So if you don't drink, no, nothing will come from your belly. That means that to help others, you must be first helped. You must not be helped. You think you can help that your roommate? You are dealing with masturbation. You think your advice can help somebody? You must first drink before believers. So in other words, in the spirit, then, you must drink to overflow. When you drink to the overflow, you say tired. Then you can be witnesses. In the when I tire, then in the drinking process, the Lord can open my eyes to realize whether these people who want to drink is my duty or not. When I was single, no lady visited me in the house. Oh, no, I knew what I carried. I knew it. And they have been giving prophecy that women will suspend my marriage. So I was also cautious because you see, I realized my whole purpose of life is God. So I got it from my spirit. It's so serious that the day this woman came to my house, now the area people were calling her, like, Your wife came, your wife came. People don't even know her because they knew that was the only girl in my over 30 something years of staying in that area that has entered my house freely. I can stand here and hold my mic and say, no man here can say, oh, this prophet here caught me in the corner. Eh, eh, uh-uh, eh, eh. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> uh... When I come like this to you, you are conscious. When I teach the Bible to you, you are, you are, like, you are tired. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Finally, is the place of revelation. Isaiah 40, verse 1. Isaiah 40. 40, 40. There's somebody here. God is about to bring you to abundant life. Verse 2. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Speak unto them, comfort me, cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for he has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Verse 3, it says, The voice of him that cried in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the way, highway for God in the desert. Verse 4, see what it says, Every mountain shall be exalted, every hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough plain shall what? Verse 5, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see together, because the mouth of the Lord has opened. Look out verse 6 says. Look out verse 6 says. The voice said, cry. And I said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and the goodliness is as the flower of the field. Now, when you read this prophecy of Isaiah, oh, sorry, Psalm 40, verse 1. Psalm 40, verse 1. Sorry. Yes, I waited present for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Verse 2. He brought me up out also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon the rock, established my goings. Verse 3. This is it. Uh-huh. He said, and he had put a new song in my mouth, praise unto our God. Many shall see and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Verse 4. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust and respected not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Now, the presence of the Lord, Luke chapter 10 also brings the story out. When he came to Mary and Martha in Luke 10, 40 to 42, he said Mary had come to Jesus' feet. Martha was concerned and came to tell Mary that, don't you see that she's not, you know, 
He came to tell Jesus that, why are you allowing her to get set at your feet and she's not helping you in the kitchen? And Jesus looked at her and said, Martha, Martha, you are careful for many things. Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. Jesus was saying that, you see, you are doing something wrong. Jesus didn't say you are doing many things. He said you are careful for many things. So Jesus was not addressing her goodwill of trying to cook, trying to feed him. It was, it was actually that the anxiety was the energy behind trying to do something. Because if she was not anxious, she would come and sit with her sister. Yeah. But it's anxi- so many of you, you are doing things because you are anxious. And I tell you something. A lot of you here, 50% of you here, cannot wait on God. It's the truth. That after school, you are just going to wait for God till God gives you the next instruction. You don't do it. That life. After school, you try. You try to help God. Ah, like, you want to go to America, God say, wait. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Pastor say, wait, wait. You want to go. You, you first and do something. But it's not the way of God. I've not been to America before. I've received so many invitations, but I've not gone there yet. Because it's not, if it's not coming, I'm not going. There's no time going. I'm going to waste my time. That's the moment you get there, you are still in, but they will call you a journey. <laughs> and you just be tiptoeing everywhere you pass because you are using the wrong title. So the issue was not about the fact that she was doing something good. The issue was that she was careful about many things. But Mary came to the feet of the Lord just in his presence. Enjoy his presence, receiving his glory. And Jesus said she has found one thing and it will never be taken from her. It will never be taken from her. This is a secret. This is a secret. This is a secret. Now, the presence of the Lord is a serious matter when it comes to revelation. In Genesis chapter 39, the verse number 2, there is a man called Joseph. The Bible says, Joseph, the Lord was with Joseph and he was what? Prosperous and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Say the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. The word prosperous is the word salak or salak. The Hebrew word for prosperity, salak. So Joseph was a salak man. A prosperous man. But at this time, his prosperity was in the master who was an Egyptian. How can you be in prison in somebody's house and the Bible says you were a prosperous man? How? I'll show you why. When the presence of the Lord comes to you, sir, you have attained the height of existence. Psalm 16 verse 11. The path of life is the presence of the Lord. That means that the moment the presence of the Lord is activated around you, you have entered full-blown prosperity. Prospering God's will is in the first statement. The Lord walks with Jesus. So you can get all the cars in this world. If the Lord is not with you, you are not prosperous. That's what Solomon calls vanity. The thing Solomon called vanity is what God will bless you with. A house, a car, a good food, good house, good whatever it is. But he says, vanity upon vanity. If the Lord is not with you in the house, if the Lord is not with you in the relationship, if the Lord is not with you with the children, if the Lord is not with you in the marriage, but it's the same thing that is also called prosperity. 
Why? The Lord was with you in the car. In fact, the Hebrew puts it this way. The word Lord is the word Hashe Haye Hashe. To be. So in the Hebrew it is this way. And the being of the Lord was to be. Being with Joseph. So the being of the Lord was being to be with Joseph. So if you read the story of Joseph, I, I, I really wanted to go deep into it, but don't worry, we'll, we'll just get into the spirit. Now, when you read the story of Joseph, there's no record Joseph had a dream. Notice, who has read that Joseph and Joseph had a dream? No, people had dreams and Joseph interpreted But he himself didn't have a dream. Number two, Daniel chapter 1 and Daniel 2, Daniel prayed and God answered him to tell him the meaning of a dream. Number two, there's no record that Joseph prayed. He rather cried. Never prayed. Please look for the word that they wrote. And Joseph prayed in prison. There's no statement like that in the Bible. So there's no record that Joseph dreamed, had a vision. There's no record Joseph prayed. Yet Joseph prospered and understood the meaning of dreams. How? Because the being of the Lord was being with Joseph to be. And I tell what that means. It means that the man who we call prosperous is the one who God is himself with. Comfortable in prison or outside prison without any circumvention or circumscription. Such that prayer is not a religious occupation, but it is a practical approach to the heavens. So he doesn't need to have a vision or a dream to know the meaning of a dream. All he has to do is, once the being of the being of God is with him to be, then when Pharaoh tells the dream, he is not using a gift or anointing. The being of Jehovah, who is with Joseph, is whispering the meaning to Joseph by using Joseph's mouth to speak. So Joseph does not even realize from a vision or a dream that he saw something, but he's just speaking on behalf of God. That is prosperity. So the day you come to the place where when you wake up from your bed, the first thing you tell your roommate is what God wanted to tell him. You have entered Salak. Then you enter your lecture room. Every reason why God brought you to KNUST is accomplished in that morning you step in that room. You have entered prosperity. Otherwise, your beauty will be vain when it is not used for Yahweh. The shocking part of verse 3, what verse 3 says? I love this part. And his master saw that Jehovah, at this time, Jehovah has not shown himself. But he told Moses, My name was Almighty, El Shaddai. Your father's name is Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. But only Joseph mimicked Jehovah. So that even Potiphar saw Jehovah with Joseph, not Elohim. He didn't see God, he saw Jehovah. The beingness of God's being in a man, the spirit. And that is a product of fellowship and the practice of his presence. It is in that day you have entered God and God has entered you. You know what he said? And the word became flesh. That is when you show up in your class, God wears you. So you are working there, but it is God who has come in your body at the same time too. Anyone who has put on is in Christ Jesus has put on Christ. So you wear God, God wears you. 
That's the fashion statement. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the salvation from all sin. If I beg God, I wake up in the morning, if I suspend all I think, where God goes is where I go today. That's my prayer. But who you want me to talk to is who I talk to. So at that frequency, I don't care whether I hate you or not. God said, talk to him. Isn't this amazing, sir? You have emotional variance to somebody, but they will still make heaven. Your emotional anger towards a brother or sister does not mean you have trade. You will still pass. You go to the trade world and you thought that guy who annoyed you in class will fail. He passed. He's in first class. So your emotional variance does not destroy God's blessing over your man's life. Better start working as, as God and things will start working. A lot of you are stagnant. You know why? Because you don't see as God sees. If you're a leader here, can I advise you? When you get three members, jubilate. But God found you. Who are you for three people to say they are coming to church? Stagnation is a product of lack of gratitude. Appreciate your wife. Appreciate your husband. Appreciate your children. Appreciate your ministry. Appreciate yourself. As you appreciate, you see what the Lord has done. That, hey, so some meeting, I have five people. Wow. I was afraid to talk to you. As you start appreciation, you know what you do? You will not wait till you are given a branch. Five members are served. Every service will take picture. Let's take picture. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, I brought you a desire to pursue. I realized that's a secret. Joseph. Possible because God was with him. How many times have you prayed and God was not in it? That's religion. But if you pray and God was in it, brother, sister, after all that your prayer, temperance should be part of it. Self-control should be a product of that your long prayer because God was in it. When Jesus went in John 1.32, the dove rested. The Bible said the dove came and remained. That's the part that moves me. It was not the dove coming. It was the remaining of the dove. And it was a product of sir. The way Jesus lived his life. So Jesus has come to the Jordan. Baptized. And the dove comes to land. And the Bible says, and remain. That means that Jesus was doing things that did not disturb the dove to fly. That means that sir, everything Jesus was doing was now not what he wanted, but what the dove wanted. So that the dove can remain. To practice the presence starts with sacrifice. You must cross Jordan. Psalm 40 went there from verse 6. He said, I will come to my Jordan and to my miser and to the Mount Hermon and all those mountains. He begins to talk about it. Eh? Go there. Is it there? Is it from 7? He begins to mention some locations. Find it there. It's in Psalm 40. I'll come to miser. I'll come to. I'll come. I'll come. I'll come to Jordan. Miser. I'll come to Hermon. No. So you put the, the mantle here. The, the presence of the dove rests upon Jesus. And so forth. Jesus is now moving in such a way that the dove can remain. And his when he's waking up, he has to wake up in such a way that the dove won't fly. When he's talking to people, he has to talk in such a way that the dove will not be agitated and fly. That means that from the day the dove landed on Christ, the importance of his life was for the dove to remain. 
A lot of you have received anointing and impartations and presents. But the dove is not in you. Can I tell you something? It's nice to jubilate in church. It's powerful to dance. But maturity is usually the things you are not comfortable with. You only mature in the areas you don't want to sacrifice for. Maturity does not come because it's nice to do. So if you're a rapper, in our economy, maturity will mean one day you have to preach. Because rapping was what you came from the world with. And you have to transition to preaching and leading. If you're a singer, I don't want my voice to get cracked. But one day you have to hold the mic and That is where maturity is. You've been to the gym before. And when you enter the gym, there's one lesson you are told. Muscles are not built until you start feeling pain. So all the reps you are doing, you are not feeling anything. It doesn't do anything. It is the one when you go, you feel that, mm, that's the one. That's what counts. The one you are doing, you don't feel anything. It's not counting. It does not build anything. But if you understand the science of muscles, it is wear and tear. The pain you are feeling is muscles are tearing. When they heal, they increase in size. The fibers come together and become bigger. That's why the pain leads to increase. So what makes you mature as a Christian is the ones that you are not comfortable with. If you want to mature as a child of God here, you must enter things you are not comfortable with. Drive fasting. Seven hour prayer. Two hour prayer daily. It is things you don't like to do that grows you. You have done the ones you like for a long time. Look, you can be around Zion and Sinai for 40 years. You will never ascend it. Around it is not on top of it. Around it is not on top of it. Tonight, the presence of God is going to come into another place. One thing I like about the presence of God is that when I pray in the presence, one day I went somewhere. And for 24 hours, I was in God's presence. 24 non-stop. I tried many years later. The Lord took me to another number of hours, more than 30 hours, in prayer to the gate. Hello, not corporate meeting. Hello, it takes presence. Three days non stop fasting without food, water. Presence. It takes presence to see a naked lady and say, Ah, we have found us. She's standing there like, Fah. Presence. That means that the presence of God there is shut down by logic. It may, can you imagine? Can, oh, Jesus Christ. Look, Moses was on top of the mountain. Joshua was not there. And the people in the valley were having a party. Exodus 32. And Joshua was also not there. Many of us are like Joshua. We are neither on top, neither in the valley. We are not chilling, neither are we encountering. <laughs> we are in the middle. That's where Joshua is. That's where the work is. Because you are not in the presence, you have anointing to stay 40 days. In the party, you have anointing to feed. In the middle, what anointing do you have? So Joshua is just at the base. <sighs> and his master is on top. And the people are dancing downstairs. And he's just here. That's when the guy showed up. So when I did the research on AI and Joshua, he told more people AI, but he called it a loss. But it was not part of the covenant that anyone is should have. So it means for the ten nations they fought, only AI was their casualty. Why? Jericho, no man died. You know they killed up, they messed up Jericho, no man died, no man. They just went around the world. Ka, 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 payu, ka, 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 payu. Not a single soldier died. 
and Jericho was conquered. So Ai was a misnomer. If you read the story, thousands of the Aians died. About hundred or few than that died in Jephthah's case of failure. When a man walks in presence, his appreciation level is different. People go like, ah, that is not a big deal, but you know what God is demanding. It's a big deal. The demand of God makes you not measure things by how people say it's not a big deal. It's a big deal. Because God said, come at five. You came at seven. Human beings say, oh, but when you came, prophet was not here. He came around eight, so you were still early. But in the spirit, God was waiting at five to start the process that eight o'clock will collide with. But you were asleep. Presence of God. Now, I love God's presence so much that I put my pride down many times. There are people I, I know they are wrong, but I'll say I'm sorry. Because I need to talk to God. And God will say, Adam, how you feel, I can't talk to you. Go back. So if you practice the presence of God, why do you die? So everyone who is proud is absent of, from the presence. The sense you are fighting is presence. So that no flesh shall glory in his presence. That's why when the disciples were with Jesus, nobody had taste for sin. It was Judas who was visiting the town. That's why he had appetite to challenge and try. But everyone was, even Thomas, didn't have appetite to leave. In spite of all his doubts, he still he couldn't leave. But the presence gripped him. So now we are going to pray one prayer. Song says, Strong me and we shall come running. It starts by a desire. God, I desire you more than anything. So if you are not here, you will not go far. 25 years of being a Christian, 23 years of speaking tongues. Ah, I've won with God. Some of you were not born when I started. I accepted Jesus and God said. It was in the 90s. I remember when I spoke in tongues. 23 years ago. Ah. So 1997, I got born again. I was born in a pastor's house. I was born in the 80s, but in 1997, I, lived in 11th, I remember the date. Like, I remember what it was, it was Cup of Nations, 1997. It was a strange Cup of Nations. I think they had finished South Africa 96. 97, they started. My hands were lifted. 11th January. My hands are lifted. Lord, if you will take me, I'm ready. And I'm telling you, I've not regretted to this. Ever. Not once. Not once, and I won't regret. Babe, I got born again in the Holy Ghost. Every morning I wake up. Good morning, Holy Spirit. How are you? Holy Ghost said, I'm fine. I said, Lord, how did they be? No, I started prophesying. Holy Ghost gossip. So I'm walking, the Holy Ghost said, That lady is not well. There's a pain in her spine. This happened to her when she was this age, probably. And I don't need to go and tell her. We're just practicing. And I sat in the taxi. And as I was sitting in the taxi, the Holy Ghost said, speak to him for me. I said, Lord, I'm tired. So I said, speak to him for me. It's okay. What should I tell him? Tell him that the police service that I said, look, he's 40 plus. And so I said, he wants to go. I said, Lord. <laughs> and sir, so, um, you wanted to go to the police service two years ago. The Lord said, I should tell you that he's going to make a way very soon. He's going to surprise you, even in your police service. And everybody was, one of them said, he packed the car. I told him, go, see this guy, I'm going to work. You see, he's going to make me late. <laughs> he packed, I said, my brother, my brother. 
I said yes. I said you are back here. I said yes. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, you don't know what you have done. I said, why? He said, every time prophets come to my church, they don't call me out. <laughs> so I've suspected prophets for a long time. No, hear me now. It is in a, it's in a taxi that God did this. And I ministered to a lady in the choir. And when she went to, went to tell the father about an arranged marriage, the father said, she has already told Pastor Mark. And Pastor Mark came to tell me and I was telling him. He said, no, she has not told Pastor Mark before. None of you had arranged, arranged marriage for her in South Africa. And the Holy Ghost was telling on stage. I keep telling young prophets, I don't minister gift, I minister with Jesus. So Jesus has to stand here and point. Because otherwise, I will use the gift to direct attention. You have no idea how I hate attention to self. One of the things I struggle with is, uh, have you noticed when they are introducing, I'm even coming to collect the mic. I, that, that is, I'm itching. I'm not used to it. But it's not a man. It's the Holy Ghost. No man take this honor upon himself. Do not, I don't care whether you are Mr. Sweet Pea or um, Fine Boy, whatever it is. God, God wants you. God needs you. No, God needs you. No, today you must drop it. The same castle, a man who has not spoken to his mother for 30 years. In prophecy, it came out. And was, how many days after did he start speaking to the mother? And it was all because of false accusation. The following day, and I think Pastor showed me the video in Takadu. Look, the mother was dancing. And when I, I what? She said, said to me, when the mother was 40, her, her child stopped talking to her. 30 years, you don't speak to your biological mother. When I saw the woman dancing, the Holy Ghost said, These are the things I gave you the prophetic for to restore families and hope. We went to Malawi recently and I called two Nigerian girls out. I told them things about their father. I said, They banish you from Nigeria. They said, They don't know. I said, Don't worry, I'm telling you what you don't know. We went to ask their father. The father said, Everything I said, that's why they've never, they were born in Ghana, they've never gone to Nigeria, they were banished. And they are looking for him in Nigeria. So he told Bishop that he wants my number. I said, Bishop, Bishop said, I know you. So I told him that you should speak to the pastor in Temale. Maybe they are not giving you that. I don't want that. I'm not here to prophesy to you to collect my number and we'll chat. I'm done. <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. You know why? You know why? I love to spend time with God more than people. I know what happens to me when I'm spending time with more people than God. I'll become one of the most bush men on earth. And dimensions of operations eh? to know what to do at what time appropriation decorum it only comes by spending time with God you know what to say you know what to keep quiet and allow grace to speak you know when to interject you, you, so by the time you are done people go like ah, you know how to act always why? you've practiced the presence so whilst you are talking you are praying I'm talking to you one of the graces the prophet must have is to detect lying tongues so I'm talking to you, and as you are talking, the Holy Ghost says he's lying. Everything says he's lying. It's not so. So I went somewhere, I told somebody, what you just told me you like? That's not the right date. It's not the right time. Somebody said that. When you're done, the person said, man, everything you said is wrong, but the people were watching us, so I had to defend myself. It's not magic. There's coming a day, it's not superstar again. All of us, we all, not some of us, we all will be like Moses. Some of you here, you have to see Jesus personally. He has to appear. Then you hug him, you will sit by yourself. 
tonight I see your cloud in this room. The whole place just got flooded with the cloud of God. Something is about to happen. But if you don't first, you will not press. I want you to speak to him. God, I'm tired of the way I'm living. I'm a Christian, no. But I need to practice the present. Father, I bless your children. Increase the grace and glory of your life. Let your spirit be strong. Let them come to the place of revelation. Thank you for all you've done. Jesus, Amen. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.